Welcome to Spaghetti Factory 2.0. Factory. We're going to be baking the biggest lasagna you've ever seen in your life today. Wow, that's cheesy. So stick around for some spaghetti. spaghetti. You said lasagna, not spaghetti. Wow, that's a big lasagna. Spaghetti. That's a big meatball. I mean, if you think about it, lasagna is just spaghetti with flat sheet noodles. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. My name is Paul, and I'm joined today to play some Dungeons & Dragons by four of my friends. I am Chef Jeffrey, and my favorite ingredient is probably marinara. That's your favorite ingredient? He's Jeffrey. No, I was just coming up with something quickly. Because of spaghetti. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. (laughs) Who do you play? Georg. Georg. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Mogret Stonefire. Hi, I'm Chef Zach. My favorite ingredient is rocks, and I play Chris. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm Ezra, and I play Balric Nightrain. We're going to play some D&D, but first, let me give you a couple quick little tidbits of knowledge. First of all, if you love the sound effects and music we use, many of those can be found, not all, but many of them can be found on BattleBards.com. If you go to BattleBards, uh, they've got tons of music, sound effects, etc. for the users at your table that are going to make it so much... Spicy! Spicier. Spice. Yes, very spice. All um, the spice. Spice Girls. It's the bomb. So go check out BattleBards.com. Tell them that we sent you. Matter of fact, that's going to be the first ingredient in our lasagna tonight. BattleBards. Spice. And if you want to support our show, you can go to Patreon.com slash MakeBelieveHeroes. We have a number of tiers set up where you can support us that will grant you a lot of really cool rewards like early releases, hanging out with us on Discord, reading some behind-the-scenes stuff or behind-the-world-of-Monomi stuff on Monomi Unwrapped. We also do special episodes for that. We do MBH Plays episodes, just a lot of cool stuff. Go over there and check it out. And finally, one more thing. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it live on our show. And you should leave us a review with your favorite lasagna recipe <laughs> or spaghetti. No. You know, something about the whole, like, a, a review with a title <laughs> and just a period in it. I'm not even sure that they'll, like, will Apple, like, cut that out? Like, will it Probably. get through? I don't know. I guess we'll find out if we start getting reviews that are just a period and, and they're blank the rest of the way. But now it's spaghetti or lasagna. But now we're going to read a review from a friend of ours <laughs> named Devin Rolden. And I hope you said your name right, Devin. Rolden. What did he roll in? R-O-L-D-A-N. Is he rolling on the river? This review is entitled, You Guys Saved My Life. I'm writing this review in October of 2020. I love listening to your podcast and being able to hear how close friends you all are. The story of Lorik in the first season was something I started to listen to shortly after my father died, a day before my birthday, on January 14th of 2020. He and I used to play Dungeons and Dragons together all the time, laughing and sharing amazing stories with each other. I at times felt that I had nothing in this world left to live for, but every time I listened to your stories and heard the joy you felt when playing together, it reminded me that there is good in this world and so much to live for. I love you guys so much, and thank you for being you. Wow. Wow. 
Um, that was deep. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, honestly, uh, Devin. Other than I'm thankful that we could, you know, give you some joy in a time where maybe joy was hard to come by. Yeah. And 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people, uh, regardless yeah. of of what that issue may be. If if us yelling spaghetti into a microphone and playing Dungeons and Dragons uh, can be a source of comfort and fun and joy for people, uh, then that's that's really awesome. Honestly, it's something that I never would have even considered when we first created this show. It was just like, I'm going to make a show where we roll dice and pretend to be characters. But, you know, it, it has become something bigger than that for some people. And we've, we've made a lot of friends. And I'm glad that... Uh, Thank you for that review, Devin. I really appreciate that review. Yes. When we got the review, we one of us, I don't know who, screenshotted it and sent it to all the rest of us uh, from because I think it was still back when we were maybe doing season three crew mm-hmm. stuff. It's just a it's a big deal. So thank you so much for that, and we we appreciate you. Okay, let's get into some Dungeons and Dragons with a rolling of the giant blue D twenty. You get a one. I'm giving it a good. Nat twirl. 191, 191. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh no. How did you do that? Oh, that uh and, we uh, don't know. It's a nat 20. Oh it really is. Uh, it's, it's a nat, nat 20. 20. Why are you cheat? Natural 20. Wow. Man. That was amazing. I quit. That, was awesome. that dice is weighted. Alright, guys. Okay. This episode is canceled. Yeah, we're going to have <laughs> yeah, to end we're this. We're Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. See I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. We love you. Let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. On Dragon Ball Z. Last time, Kjorg and Juniper began making their way toward the Lunar Circlet, and more specifically, toward the Arena of the Gauntlet. What they did not know is that as they were making their way across town toward the arena, Balric and Chris were walking behind them far enough that they could not see, just following along, you know, just kind of wanting to see what's going on. Mogert stayed behind at the Waxing Way Inn, enjoying some time with Zinx and Zalbar, who, by the way, got super drunk on water Malones. Uh, they were a bit much for him. Uh, and then Zinx and Mogert decided to take him up and put him to bed. So they did. Meanwhile, Kjorg, Juniper, Balric, and Chris met with all of the other individuals who had received royal invitations to the gauntlet. And there they were met with a figure by the name of Volric Blackfist the head of the king's personal guard, who told them about a certain crisis that's going on right now outside of the city in the Glimmerdale Forest. This storm has settled in over the place, along with these wolves and rumors of other monsters, and they were going to ask for their help. And so then King Durand Shattershield himself appeared to ask them all if they would to help get rid of these monsters, help rescue anyone who's traveling north toward Dimmerhold, and perhaps find out why this storm has settled in and if some nefarious person or force is causing this. And this is now the first trial of the gauntlet. They are to keep track of how many kills they get and what they manage to accomplish while they're out there, bringing back any proof that they can. And when they return, they will be rewarded and ranked according to their skills and their accomplishments in this trial. But as they were about to set out for the inn for the night, Kjorg spotted a mysterious figure, a towering, tall, armored figure, 
his skin covered by armor and cloth, and his face hidden behind a flat mask of black iron. But just as Kjorg thought to approach and find out what this strange figure might be doing or what he might want, he mysteriously disappeared. But as they made their way back toward the inn thereafter, Mogert went into her own room, lied down on the bed for a moment's rest, thinking of Gertie, thinking of her help in the victory that she had in the arm wrestling match to keep Turtle Rock. And then she awoke from a nap she never intended to take to find a strange figure seated at the table. And as she stood and walked toward this elderly dwarven woman with her long gray hair braided tightly and pulled back behind her, she said, Come now, Mogert, give Gertie a hug. Take it away, Balric. Gert... Gertie? What... What are you... No talking hugs, it's hugging time. Come on, give Gertie a hug. She hugs her really tight. She takes you in a big embrace, squeezes you, and you feel your back pop. She's very warm to the touch, <laughs> like honestly warmer than a normal person should be, you know? Mm-hmm. Ah, there it is. So tell me everything. How, are you, how have you been, Mogert? How are things? How is the clan? How's the home? I've been waiting to hear from someone for so long. Years, it feels. But we we were waiting on you. Waiting on me? Dearie, I'm dead. I'm, I mean, you are, but... But Sterling, he... He trained and trained and you never came to him. I, I... No, 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 he never got up to me. What? I... Uh, it's all very complicated. And to be honest, the rules are all made up as it is. Uh, but I'm glad it's you, Mogert. Me? What, what do you mean it's me? Well, I'm not just making a personal visit. What? Are you choosing me? It's not so much I'm choosing you as it is that you've earned the right, but also, uh, yeah, I'm, yes, I'm choosing you. What? Smokey, did you hear it? Oh, no, no, no. Smokey can't hear us or see us. This is all happening right there inside your old noggin, she says, patting you gingerly on top of the head. <sighs> oh, this, this is great news. Have a turkey leg! She reaches down and grabs a big turkey leg and takes a huge bite off of it. Uh, Mogert grabs one, too, mm, and... it's delicious! <laughs> Mogert takes one and goes to bite a big chunk out of it, too. Don't be shy, though. <clears throat> There's plenty. It never runs out here. Well... Is uh No 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 eat <laughs> eat she says Mogert eats it mm. You gotta keep up your strength Correct Grow big and strong Right right And none of that vegetable stuff mm. They say it's good for your bones They're mm-hmm. lying Eat mm-hmm. all the meat you can mm. Mm. So Gertie you So you you've chose me right before the gauntlet of the moon? Oh, the timing is all yours, my dear. You finally got into your own. You finally stepped up. Oh, goodness. Sorry. You know, I still get sleepy. She's going to turn around and look at her turtle shell. Mm-hmm. Is it where she laid it? It is. So it's not Shilbert. He's not walking around anywhere. He's not walking around anywhere, no. It's just oh, okay. still turtle shell. I've, uh, I've been taking care of Shilbert's shell for you. Oh, yes, good old Shelly. I made it into a backpack. (laughs) Ah, I see that. Well, I guess that works, huh? He'd be glad to know that his house was, uh, you know, given some good, even now that he's gone. Yep. Um, so, do you, like, is there a ritual 
A or... ritual? Yeah, because the No, ancestors... my dear. The ritual is uh, you were born into the Stonefire clan. Okay. And you showed yourself worthy. Now here we are. And you'll have invested in you the power of all of your ancestors, starting with me, of course. What? So, I'm just... I don't really know what to say. Well, there's nothing really that you need to say, dearie. Uh, you're going to be uh, experiencing some changes. All right. You'll find in battle you've got some abilities you didn't have before. Hmm. The whole glowy thing, you'll see that from time to time. Um, I, uh, I've been painting these uh, runes on me for years, trying yeah. to mimic yours. Yeah, you don't need to do that anymore. What? When the When the power manifests itself, it'll glow and appear for you. There's no reason to, uh, to do that um, well, anymore. Well, I might keep this turtle on my shoulder. Oh, sure, sure. I like that. Uh, I like that. That's the symbol of the Stonefire clan, after all. So are you... Did you see... Well, surely you, 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 you saw the arm wrestling. Oh, yeah. What a strong fellow that Ogrim was. Yeah. Yeah, I can see most of the things you see in hear most of the things you hear when they're, you know, pertinent to combat or anything where you might need my help. And <laughs> in that moment, I thought, you know what? She needs my help. I did. Oh, I'm glad to have helped as I could. Mogart, now listen, our time is running short. I just wanted to tell you, just because you're a stonefire dwarf and just because you're the granddaughter of... The greatest warrior who ever lived. You. Me, of course. Does it mean that you have to follow exactly in my footsteps, dearie? Oh. I know that you love me, and I love you. And I know that you feel a great sense of pride in our clan, and you should. But just remember, I became Gertie the Great because I walked my own path. I did what I wanted. I found my own Family, I found my own happiness, not what, uh, what everyone wanted for me. And that's what I want for you. Of course, I'll just be calling on you to kick some butt every once in a while, she says, <laughs> and she kind of pushes you. Uh, th thanks, Gertie. And I'm not saying you can't just go and be a great warrior if that's what you want. I'm just saying, do what you want. I'll do my best. Life's too short to live it worrying about what other people are want you to do, or, or this one wants you to be a warrior, or this one doesn't want you to be a warrior. If you want to be a warrior, then be a warrior, okay? Okay. And your mom, she'll come around. She's just worried. I know. She loves you too much. She should back off a little bit. <laughs> well, Papa tells her. Oh, your Papa, he's a dear too. Well, like I said, our time's running short, she says, and, and as she's saying that, you can see she's kind of starting to glow. Your friends are coming. They're going to wake you up. They got some good news. Think you're going to like it. Thanks. Thanks, Gertie. Uh, you'll remember this for a while, uh, and it'll get a little hazy over time, but don't worry. We'll probably get to speak again sometime soon. Okay. And she's going to run over and hug her. Oh, thank you, dear. And by the way, while you're here, might as well win the gauntlet. <laughs> I will. Show that Kjorg who the real champion is, eh? <laughs> Mogret Stonefire. And as you say that, your eyes open, and Gertie is gone, and you're back in the room, just as the door opens. 
and in steps Juniper, and behind her, Kjorg, and behind them, Balric and Chris. Hey! Oh. Wakey-wakey! Hi, Mogert. I'm sorry. Did we wake you? No. I just woke up. Oh, good, good, good. Um, uh, yeah, well, um, so, uh, Kjork? Are you gonna be part of the team or not? Oh, good, yeah, I wasn't sure. I forgot to, I forgot to ask if you were gonna talk to Mogert about what that. Are, I just didn't want to say anything. What team? The champion team. Ah, well, yes. I do need to be a part of that team. Uh, he's be—he's not giving you much information to go on. I'm sorry it about that. It doesn't matter. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, cool. That's uh, what I'm talking about. And I can reach out the bro arm. He gives you the she, bro arm. <laughs> she totally bro arms back. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. That's a lot of that going on. Anyway. Yeah. So what I was saying was uh, basically, you know how there were like, there was a bad storm out there. And also we fought some mm-hmm. wolves and stuff. So apparently it's getting out of hand. And the king and the leaders of Dimmerhold think that maybe someone's doing it and it's bad. So they decided to make uh, an impromptu trial, the opening trial. Hmm. Uh, if you help with this, because Kjorg has a royal invitation, he gets to put together a team. And the team's going to go out, try to kill as many of the wolves as we can, maybe try to find out who's causing this whole thing, stop it. And in doing so, you lock in a place in the gauntlet proper in the first actual day of the gauntlet. And you don't really have to participate in the trials. Hmm. But, you know, you've got to do a good job, of course. Right. Well, I'm in. We could do it, no problem. Exactly. How many think we're going to have to kill? I think we got at least 57. Oh. That's a good number. 57. 57. How many did we fight? Chris, do you remember? Was it four? Pretty sure it was like... 47, so 10 left. No, no, it was like four, and one of them was really big, but the others weren't. This one. Um, oh, uh, where are, uh, where are Zinx and Zalbar? <laughs> Zalbar, he, he got into some water Malone. Oh. Had to carry him right to bed. He was knocked out in a second. I see. Well. I see, ain't that orange juice? No, but it's it's like orange juice, and I heard McDonald's brought it back. Oh, oh yeah. Really? So that, yep, so that's exciting. They did. <laughs> Love me some high C. Anyway, so uh, we need to probably all get some rest. Um, Was Juniper casting spells? Yeah. She is a wizard and a bard. Wizbard. She's a wizbard. <laughs> a wizbard. Wizbard. So anyway, you all probably really do need to get some rest since you've got a lot of work to do tomorrow. Is Moker still laying in the bed? No, I got up. I'm going to jump in the bed with her turtle shell. <laughs> okay. And just start cuddling up to it and start going to bed. You're cuddling up to her turtle shell? Shelbert will keep you warm, don't worry. She's cool with it, man. It's a backpack. That's fun. All Multi-purpose. Right. Uh, I just wanted to hug the shell, dude. Okay, so who's Calabunga. staying where? I'm assuming that Zinx and Zalbar are in the other room. Yep. Uh, there's two beds and a couch in each room. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hmm. I don't have to have a bed. I've took a nap. I'll sleep over here with Smokey. Uh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah, no problem. Okay. There's like a chair, right? Like a... Sure. A comfortable chair, sort of? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll just sit in it and sleep right there. Okay. I sleep in the floor like I always do. 
Kjorg, why don't you come with me to go talk to Zinx and Zalbar? We need to check on Zinx and Zalbar, huh? Well, you know, just make sure everything's good over in the, on their side. And I mean, I'll probably stay over there with them since there's room over there. Is there a floor in that room too? There is. Okay, let's go check on them. Okay. She steps out and, and goes over to the other door. But before she does, she kind of stops in the hallway and looks around and she looks at you. So, I don't think I can go with you tomorrow. Why? Well, I'm not really participating in the gauntlet. I told you I'm supposed to help, like, run it, maybe do some announcing. But I didn't plan to battle. If you think you need my help, I will go. I mean, I won't need any help, but... Well, obviously, but the royal family expects me to check in with them, which I had intended to do tonight and then didn't get the chance. Um, so I kind of need to do that. But like I said, if you, if you think that you need my help, I'll, I'll go. You just say the word. No. You go check in with the royal family. Okay. Well, it, you know, it's weird. But, you know, when we met back at, at well, when we were at Sylvandale, let's say that. And with you and Brackle and Misk and Saul, uh, you know, like... I had just sort of started to feel like I was a part of something for the first time. And then, of course, you all had to leave, and, and I stayed, wasn't able to go with you for, for a good reason. And, and I, I understand that, and we've already talked about that. But this feels different, you know? It feels like something new and something good and with Chris and with Balric and Mogert. And I, I do want to be a part of that, so... I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Uh, I guess I'm just, I'm glad that it, you're not going alone and that there are some some good people who are going to have your back, you know? Yeah, I think we'll make a good team. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's go in here and get some rest, shall we? <laughs> she opens the door. Uh, Zalbar is literally snoring on the couch and occasionally talking to himself. Zinx is reading on the bed. But she kind of hops up when you guys walk in and greets you, and she and Juniper talk for a second. But after a few minutes, they both sort of are ready to get settled into bed, and Juniper goes over and settled into her bed, and, and Zinc settles into hers. And you, I'm assuming, make a pallet on the floor? Yes. You all go to sleep. You rest. Juniper is the first awake the next morning. She uh, steps over to you, Kjorg, waking you, trying to be quiet and not wake Zinx and Zalbar. Kjorg. She kind of like shakes your shoulder a little bit. Kjorg. What? Hey, we need to go. We, we need to, it's, it's almost sunrise. We should probably, you know, get the others ready and, and get ready to go. A black screen shows up and it says, dawn of the first day. <laughs> As you're getting up, she goes ahead and steps out the door, and it's going to go over to the, the room beside you guys and, and, and make sure everyone else is up and ready to go. Anyone awake over there, or are you all still sleeping? Mogert's awake. Mogert's awake? She's just fixing up her backpack and braiding her hair mm -hmm. again, and that's what she's doing when she walks in. What about the rest of you? I imagine that the sound of Mogert getting ready would wake me up, so I get up and start getting my stuff together. Okay, you prepare them spells. 
Yes. Is Balric awake or asleep? He's awake. Juniper steps in. Oh, good. You're all awake. Um, Kjorg is making the final preparations and then we'll head out. I'm sure that, um, I'm sure they've got something we can sort of take with us for breakfast downstairs that'll be quick and easy, you know. Um, do you all have like rations and stuff packed for a journey still? Sure. Yes. Okay, good. What about healing potions? Can't say I've had any of those. Well, I'll tell you what. You all meet me at the archway. You know, the arch where we came in to the city. You all meet me at the archway in an hour, okay? If you get out of here in the next five, ten minutes or so, you should be able to make it there in an hour. If you'll meet me there, I'll have some supplies for you. All right. All right. Um, good luck. And she turns around and sets back outside. Gork, she quickly comes over to you and tells you the same thing, that she's going to go gather some supplies and that you should get with them and to meet her at the archway in one hour. Kjorg busts through the door of the other room. <laughs> it's time to go! Yes! I'm ready. Nobody else is ready, apparently. Let's go. It's the champions! Oh, boy. <laughs> I tie my... Giant white wolf pelt around my waist. Cool. Smokey gets up and walks over to you and is like sniffing your hand, Mogert. Hello, Smokey. Good morning. He yawns. Big dog yawn. Oh, that's a good boy. She's patting him on the head and stuff. Now, Smokey, we're going to go out. All right. I don't, I don't know how long we're going to be, but you're going to stay here with Garla. No, don't backtalk. Good boy. I'll tell her to feed you all the meat and whatever you want. He gets back on the couch. All right, we best be making way. I leave. All right, let's go. You guys head down the stairs? Yes. Yes. Garla is there. Oh, good morning. Glad to see you. Look like you got well rested. Yes. Are you all heading out? Yes, we're heading out. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, if you'd like, I've got some little breakfast sandwiches you could take with you. Is it all right if I leave Smokey here with you? With me? He, he'll just hang out in the room. Oh, And he well, might need to eat and... Okay. Go yeah, out. You know what? Sure, we'll take care of that. This is the greatest <sighs> inn in all of Dimmerholden. Don't you forget it. I won't forget it. And I'm sure Juniper will help. But yeah, he'll be fine. He's a good boy, right? Yes. You won't bite me? No. All right, good. Okay. Feed him beef jerky and you'll be good. Oh, sure. We've got some some, some good old meat scraps be good for him. Sure. Anyway, there's some little breakfast sandwiches here we've got. Um, if you'd like, take those with you. Kyrgyz already has like five of them. <laughs> you all grab some breakfast sandwiches and then kind of quickly make your way outside. The city is still sleeping. For the most part, the sun has not quite risen. You, Juniper got you guys up a little before sunrise. And as you're making your path for the archway, the sun is beginning to rise and that bright light has begun to permeate the moonlight sanctuary once again. Very few people on the path uh, to the archway. And when you guys arrive, you arrive coming from the east and Juniper is kind of moving quickly, running, not running, but moving quickly in your direction from the west. And she says, 
Oh, Kjork! Hey, there you are. Hey, um, whew, I'm glad I, I had to run. I was afraid I wouldn't make it. Even with a, some magical help, she says with a little wink. Uh, but anyway, so here, uh, I've got these for you all. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. And I have, let's see, one, two, three, yeah, I have 12. So here you go, three potions of greater healing. She gives you three each. Yay! Oh, yeah, boy. These are kind of hard to come by, but, you know, thanks to my connections with the royal family, I was able to get a good deal. Um, and I've got some friends here. So, yeah, hopefully these will help you out uh, in a pinch. You know, just down one of these, and you'll be feeling better in no time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually going to have to re report to the Chateau Shattershield um, here within about the hour so. Well, thank you, Jennifer. And uh, I left Smokey here. Uh, with Garla, and she oh. she said that you'd probably help if you can, like, take care of him through the day, and so... Oh. Just letting you know. Okay. So, there yeah. you go. I'll make sure he, like, eats. He's good. He's he's a good boy. Okay, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, no, no worries. It'll be fine. I'm sure that between myself and Garla, uh, he'll be in good hands. Um, she turns to Kjorg. Well, Kjorg, um... Be careful, okay? Always. Thanks for the potions. Oh, you're you're welcome. You're all very welcome. And I'm rooting for you, even though, of course, when I'm announcing, if I'm announcing, of course, I've got to remain unbiased, you know, she says with another wink. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, um, be careful out there and bring back as many wolf pelts as you can. Fifty-seven. 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 You know, or... Just as many as you can. 57. Kjorg said 57, so that's what we're going to do. Okay, 57. Ah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> good luck, everyone. Good luck, Chris. Good luck, Ulrich, Mogert, Jorg. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She takes off uh, heading back in the direction that you guys came from. And you all set toward the stairs. The long, narrow bridge that takes you over the chasm and then back to the stairs that take you up to the door to Dimmerhold. You make your way up the steps. There are a few people stirring about. You see one or two that you might recognize from the meeting the night before. Kjorg. Uh, and then you come to the opening and step out into the bright early morning. It is a beautiful sunrise. And you all are still in this bubble that surrounds the mountain. But you can see out far from where you're standing now as the road reaches the bridge, you can see that force field is still pushing out this thick, heavy snowfall and wind. You all walk the path alongside the Glim River until you reach that force field. And when you do, you actually come upon someone that you recognize. Ogrim. Ogrim. Ew. Hello, Ogrim. Nice to see you this morning. Hello there. Mogert, it is nice to see you as well. I am glad that you have joined in this great quest. It is great. Olgrim, what kind of special powers do you have, Olgrim? Oh, I have a number of special powers. Gifts from my god. Why do you ask? You want to join the champion team? Hmm. He stands there for a moment, looking pensive and thoughtful. You know, Kjorg, I would. But... I'm actually meeting a friend here, a couple of friends, and I probably shouldn't. 
This is a competition after all. All right. Have fun losing. See you later. Then Kjorg walks away. <laughs> Goodbye, Ogrom. He's so passive-aggressive. Kjorg starts to walk away? Yes. Well, we have to go, so... I understand. We'll see you later. Good luck. Oh, good luck to you. May the best team win. Ha-ha! The champions! The people's champions! This is gonna be a long day. It's cold. The wind is blowing very hard. The snow is... Honestly, it's beating down on you, which is weird. That's not the way that you would generally describe snow. There seems to be flecks of ice mixed in with it, and as bad as the storm was when you all first came into the city, it's worse now. What do you do? So, Kjorg, you... Didn't you fight one of these great beasts? Yes, this is it, right here. He points to his wolf pelt. Do you know where that was? I can't even see where I'm at. Good point. Where do we need to go? Hmm. I start smelling the snow. You sniff the snow. <laughs> give me a survival. No, give me. A... Uh, you can give me survival checks. You know, you can. Yeah. Um, to see, in any of, but I don't just want y'all to be like, oh, we're all just gonna do it. Who is going to be trying to do the tracking? Kjorg is look. He's like, he's looking for. He's he's trying to find where we need to go. Okay. Um, I mean, I can do a perception check and whatever, but also I could do something different if well, Kjorg is doing it. Well, I will tell you right now, your perception is hindered greatly. Any perception checks right now Never are going to have disadvantage. But survival relies on a lot more than just what you can see. It relies on instinct. It relies on what you can see, what you can smell, what you can hear. Uh, Kjorg might go off of memories, trying to head in a similar direction of where they were before. You know, all those sort of things. So. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go ahead and give me a survival check, Kjorg. And Chris, you were there with him too, weren't you? I was, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Kjorg. Give me a survival check. That is a 10 total. Okay. So you are trying to get your bearings, and you feel like now that you're on this side of the bridge, you guys basically traveled forest all the way from where you met up with Chris and all of them because you went off the path. You know that you were... Um, west of the path by some amount. You're not exactly sure how much, but you know that if you ran into one of those big great beasts that that might be a good place to get back to. But from where you're at right now, you're not exactly sure how to do that. But you do know that Chris was there. Yeah, I was about to say, Chris, do you remember which way we came from? I have a question. What's your question? Is Zalbar the only one that has a map? Or did we all have one? I can't remember. Um, I'm okay with you having a map. Like that stone tablet that shows directions and pinpoints our location and all that? Yes. Okay, you said we came from the west? Yep. We came from the west, Kjorg. Which way is that? West. Not east. And I think I might have something that helps. And I want to pull this stone tablet out of uh, my pouch. You dig into your pack and you find this same stone tablet. It's a map. It'll help us find where we're trying to go. Where exactly are we trying to go? The wolves. <laughs> Chris, what was happening when y'all had an encounter with these wolves? What'd you say? Oh, I no. said! No, not that. <laughs> what exactly was going on around you when y'all encountered the wolves? It was snowing. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Anything else? This way. And I start to head west. You have the map out? Yeah. You can all see that Chris has this stone, or metal, I think it's metal. He has this weird, like, metal tablet, and it is glowing with these blue lines, and you don't really know what it is, but he's looking at it, and the moment that it all comes up, he starts walking in that direction, says it's this way. Ooh, well, looks like we're following you. I'm still going to need you to give me a survival check, Chris. Okay, it is a 15 plus... Okay, and you're gonna. I'm gonna give you advantage because Kjork is like helping you because you guys are talking about where it was and all that good stuff. So he's gonna help you on the check. So go ahead and give me another roll. Okay, second roll was 17 plus two, so 19. Okay, so with a 19, you're pretty sure using this map that you can get really close to where you were. So you start moving in that direction. Chris, does this map tell us where we came from? And where we're going, or do we just have to guess that off of the map and our eyesight? The second one. There's not like a ping on the map of where you, of your person. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a GPS. Are there trees around? Around where you're at right now? Yeah. Yes, you are in a forest. I hit them with my mace as we go by. Okay, you're like scarring up the trees? Yes. So these trees are covered in ice. Like there's literally layers of ice on these trees. Darn. No, it's okay. When you can you can break through it with your mace easy. So, when you strike uh, a tree, it actually chunks out a big old chunk of this ice and scars the tree underneath. You know that with the storm like this, it's possible that if you're gone, say if you weren't gone a whole day, it might be hard to spot, but you you think you'll you'll be able to spot it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you guys travel forward, Chris is leading the way, and, you know, it takes a while, uh, an hour or so of travel, uh, and it's difficult travel, by the way. You guys are moving through difficult terrain uh, because of the snow and the ice and the wind and all of that. And about after about an hour of travel, you come to the place, Chris, following your map the way that you are and the way that you've followed it, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of times over the years of, of making deliveries to strange places. You are pretty close, you're sure, to where you all fought those wolves. Well, this is it. Now what? I guess we need to call them in. Now what? <laughs> oh! You start howling? That's yep. a good question. Mogert starts howling. Mogert starts howling. Oh, oh, oh! This oh. is how we herd them up in the drylands. Does Chris start howling? Yes. Chris starts howling. We need to lure them in. That's why I'm howling. No. Anybody got any food? And then Kyora goes, Oh, gosh. (laughs) And he also gets out his pot and his hammer and starts clanging it. Okay. Okay. I have no idea what to make y'all roll. (laughs) Um, Performance? Kyora. What? Got any food or meat or anything? Yeah. Let's use that. Ah. Okay. Are we on the same page? Kjork starts eating. I start making a fire. Okay, you can't. That's cheating. The wind, you can't. The wind, the snow, you taking like flint and trying to start a fire, it is is not happening. Um, Mogert is still running around and howling. Is Chris still howling? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chris! What is that? 
I'm still clanging my pot. Why are you howling? To lure them in. <laughs> We're gonna get some attention. Yeah, from unwanted visitors. Let's cook with this pot. Maybe something will smell the food. I like where you're going. That was my idea. I just want to start casting firebolt cantrips at the nearest tree. Oh my gosh. They're covered in ice. There's literally like thick layers of ice around these trees. They're not going to burn easily. Fire <laughs> cantrips are not going to work. We need something to build a fire with. Kjorg, you're trying to start a fire. I'm assuming you've been trying to gather firewood, right? Yes. You can you can grab some wood nearby. I mean, there's there's it's a forest, so there's dead wood on the ground. You just kind of got to dig through the ice and snow to get to it. But you do so. I'm, I'm going to say you've already done that while while you've been trying to prepare food. So there's already a bit of dead wood there for a fire. Mogert will it's like she's howling, mm-hmm. but she's going to walk kind of near the trees and kind of be looking the best she can, like around the trees. And okay. Go ahead and give me a perception check with disadvantage. So I got a nine. Okay, so you don't hear or see anything, but, you know, this is still the best idea you've got right now. Mm-hmm. And so you're doing that. Cure, you've got the wood, and Chris, you can start the fire pretty easily with a cantrip. You cast firebolt, fire bolt, I'm assuming? I have a more important question. <laughs> Could I light a tree on fire with a fourth-level firebolt? Oh my gosh, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding. <laughs> Would it happen? You're asking me if a fourth time. level wizard's fireball will set a tree on fire? <laughs> my answer is yes. <laughs> I'm gonna cast the fourth level fireball at the nearest tree. Oh. You're gonna burn just just so we're clear, you are burning a fourth level spell on this. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you outright, a third level spell would do it. Uh, okay, fine. Yeah, don't use okay. your fourth level spell yet. Just just, just to throw you a little bit of a bone here. Third level spell would do it, okay? Okay. You just made it seem like it was really, really covered in ice, so I just wanted to make sure. Third level f- wizard's fireball. I mean, have you looked at it? A bright <laughs> streak Eight. flashes from your pointing finger to a point you choose within range and then blossoms with a low roar into an explosion of flame. Each creature in a 20-foot radius, that's a 40-foot diameter, centered on that point must make a deck save. A target takes 8d6 fire damage on a failed save, half as much on successful. The fire spreads around corners. It ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. Trees are flammable. How many trees would that get? In a 40-foot section, I'm going to say, let's say that these trees are pretty close by. I'm going to say you got about six. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw out a number here. Six. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to D&D this. I'm going to roll a D10. Five. So five trees. Five trees. Five trees. How many wolves am I about to nuke? Well, I mean, <laughs> you don't know, but if you're going to cast Fireball, okay. you should probably tell your friends and make sure that they're back out of the way because she's wandering around in the snow. Everyone, come towards me. Where are you? I can't see. Oh. There you go. Oh, Okay. Mogert runs over there. Why? What are you doing? Is everyone by me? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to cast my third level fireball in a direction away from us. What do you do to do that? Let's see if I can find it here. And I'm digging through my sock. This is the one. Stand back. For what? And I pull out out a bright red stone. 
and I just like, like I open my hand and the fireball just shoots out. Okay, so it shoots out like a little bright streak, like a little bitty thing. But then when it hits the point that you, you know, determined, it explodes. Literally blowing wind back, a bright red and orange explosion occurs 40 feet in front of you guys. And 20 feet away, there is an enormous roaring ball of fire that appears. Uh, it doesn't last very long, but it burns hot and like, your face burns because it was like ice cold and now it's super hot and your eyes are kind of blinded by it even though it's daylight out here. And it's like, ah! And then as the fireball dissipates, around six trees you can now see have become completely engulfed in flames. And they are smoking, crackling, and burning. Impressive. I said to cook some food, <laughs> but that is awesome. And I present fire. We got to roll something to see how this is doing. And we're going to call it a group check because you've all been helping in your own way. A group check means you have to get at least 50% success. So two of you have got to succeed. And I, I won't tell you what the DC is, but let's see. What, what, I, here's what I'm going to say. This is kind of unorthodox. But I need two successes, and you don't have to all roll the same skill. If you can make a case for why you would roll this skill over that skill, I'll allow it to happen. You could do survival. You could do performance. Uh, I don't really know what else you've got. I guess if Chris wants to use Arcana since he casts a huge spell, that would be okay. Thank you, because that's what I was going to ask. Okay. So, what are you all rolling? I guess I'm going to go survival. Chris, you're going to do Arcana? Yeah, I'm going to roll Arcana. Mogert? Well, I mean, I was running around. So, That's pretty athletic. <laughs> no. Sur survival, though, is not bad for you. Athletics, yes. Okay, that's fine. Plus four. Balric, for you, honestly, I know your performance is pretty good. Yeah. But you've not been performing. No. Nope. I've been really good at persuading. No. Oh, come on. That doesn't apply here. Really, what you were trying to do is a survival thing. It's like setting a trap. So, I think survival is kind of what you need to roll. Let's just roll survival. Oh, everybody roll your 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 things. So three of you are doing survival, and then Chris's Arcana. I got a 12. What's Cure got? A 10 total. And what does Chris got? A 27. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got a 12? Yeah. Baldwin okay. got a 7 plus 1, so that's 8. An 8. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, it's kind of like you would expect. What Chris is doing is very effective. What the rest of you are doing is only somewhat effective. Some to varying degrees. Mogert's is the most effective. Kjorg's <laughs> uh, is the second most, and then Balric's is not very effective. Yeah, it works. But as you guys are standing around and, and kind of toasting by the warm fire, you do hear a sound. Uh-oh. It is the sound of a howl. Uh-oh. <gasps> Followed by the sound of more howls. Not exactly sure how many howls. 57? 57 no. howls? 57? Somewhere between 3 and 57. Yes. <laughs> 55. Did you hear that cure? I at least just nuked 55, so all we need is two. Where did that come from? Cure, give me a perception check to listen. It's a 13 total. Okay, with a 13, it sounds a little bit south, a little bit west. West. Did you all hear the wolves? Yes. 
I can't hear you. What? Did you hear the wolves? Oh, yes. yes. Where'd they come from? It sounded southwesterly. What's everybody's passive? Ten. So the highest is a 17, and Chris, you have a 15, Mogert's a 14, and Kjorg is a 10. Kjorg doesn't look. He just fights. Balric, as they're all talking and trying to figure out, like, where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? You hear sound, and it sounds very close. And it's the sound of a angry, maybe a little hungry growl. You turn, and you see behind you a towering white-furred wolf with bright red eyes. And it says, Hello, my sweets. What? <laughs> Just kidding. Found one. And then it lunges at you. Uh-oh. I did it. <laughs> and that's where we're going to have to end this week's episode. No. What? No, it's no, not. No, remember we go through this fight scene, then we end. We're, we're at an hour and ten minutes. Most of that is banter. Hey, thank hey. you guys for listening. We no, really do appreciate you. that you take the time to listen to our show. We hope that you have enjoyed it. Uh, we've enjoyed playing it, or at least I have. Jeffrey may not have, but I have. I did. And uh, I'm very thankful that you take the time to listen. So I hope that you're enjoying season four. If you are, why don't you go onto our social media and let us know. You can go to MBH Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. MBH Podcast. Reach out to us. Let us know how you feel about the show, how things are going. If you like, you know, these new characters, what your guesses are about what's going to happen next, et cetera, et cetera. Who's going to win the gauntlet? Who's the better warrior? Me. All that good stuff. Just reach out. Let us know because we love hearing from you. But until next time, you'll just have to wait to hear from us when we come back for episode nine of season four. Where we kill 57 wolves. 57! 57 wolves. Kill 57 wolves. I'm striving for 58. 57 wolves in a movie. While not not knowing what's going on. Thank you guys for listening. Dances with 57 wolves. Don't be (laughs) sis, thank you. Thank for you guys. setting me free. Thank you guys for watching. <laughs> okay. Thanks for watching. Thank, you, Thank you so much. I can't hear you over this snowstorm. Leave a, leave a thumbs up on the video and a comment. Thank you. And don't forget to click that. Sweet Don't forget Lord. to smash that oh, subscribe Thank you guys button. for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. Dolby's guys suck. We love you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. And it's the sound of a angry, maybe a little hungry, growl. Uh, okay, so and how it says, "Looks it? like meat's back on the menu, boys." <laughs> like for real? No, it doesn't say that. Oh, okay. Ain't had nothing to eat but matey bread for three stinking days. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we have some meat? Anyway. What about the legs? They don't, they don't need, need those. those. They don't need those. <laughs>